And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the Week 10 edition. We're talking ranks. I am Chris Welsh. That is Jake Seeley and Brandon Funston. If you guys have been around this week, I know you've been looking for all your good fantasy football news out there. Well, hopefully it wasn't Twitter, because uh, our big headline today obvi- off of our obvious stuff here is if, uh, you know, you were scouring around, there's a new landscape, there's a new sheriff in town on Twitter. Here's what you might have learned, Jake, if uh, you were trying to get some news on Twitter. You might have woke up and saw that Josh McDaniels was fired or that Josh Allen was already ruled out a couple days earlier than anyone would have expected because it's the new wild west where we pay for our uh our check marks and we maybe have to read a little bit more into who is sending out the tweets adam Schefter not was the culprit this week which uh, i'm gonna admit i laughed quite a few times but uh we might people might have to lock in and get notifications from guys like all in kid and you know the real adam Schefter and whatnot for news because ain't nobody to be trusted my friends <laughs> Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> you didn't see any of this? No. <laughs> like, I have a life now. I actually have a fiance, so I'm not on Twitter 24-7 anymore. <laughs> I'm, well, okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, I guess, yeah, you're in the fiance stage. I'm married, so I don't have a life, and I am glued into <laughs> all of it. I was going to say, that's not a good excuse. No, it's amazing. No, I, I, as you were saying, I was like, wait, did he already remove the blue check marks? And I went and looked while you were saying it. Like, I didn't know if something happened. <laughs> it, well, see, then I'm giving you, this is a PSA. For everybody here, it's a public service announcement for it that you really got to do your due diligence here because the Josh Allen one wasn't big, but the Josh McDaniel one was a massive thing. And I want to say my days are a little screwed up. I think this was Tuesday morning. It could have been Wednesday morning as they made the official where you can go get your check mark, which I could do, by the way. Now, now that I think about it, I'm the only I'm the black cat here, the black sheep of this whole thing. I can't, I don't have the check mark compared to you two. I could go do it. The problem is everybody can do it and they can spread any bit of information that they want for uh, football news or any news uh, as there is. So we're going to have to be a little bit careful, especially start, sit, all that type of stuff. Go for it, Faustin. Do it. Screw everybody over. (laughs) I'm I'm on Twitter less than you are uh, by a long shot. Trust me. Um, Yeah, I trust that we will get the correct information to us you know, in time still to set our rosters. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but yeah, I think if you're on Twitter all the time, you got to be a little bit, you know, not be too reactive to everything that you see coming across. It might be shocking, you know, definitely do your, have you ever got got Brandon? Have you ever got got by anything? Uh, I, I feel like I have, I, I, I'm thinking in my mind of a specific thing, but I can't remember the details of it, but I know I've gotten got before I have Jake. I, I once once because okay. I retweeted somebody that I follow and I was like, screw you. And now I'm unfollowing you because if you fell for it, I don't trust you anymore. 
Yeah, did you retweet something they wrote or their retweet? No, because they, they retweeted, retweeted a fake account. And Ooh. so, yeah, that's why. So it'd be well, like see, if it's... I was following you and you retweeted fake Adam Schefter, that's what happened. And then, and then I'm getting unfollowed by you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, You're pr- off pretty list. much. Okay. So <laughs> it's, more, it's just a more dangerous territory uh, and football seemed to get some of it. So just be careful because we all got got when there weren't check marks involved. But now there are check marks that are involved and... The Josh McDaniel, I I will tell you this. Well, yeah, I the Josh the McDaniel Josh Mc- one is probably not wrong. It's just premature. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of these, and that's that's sometimes those are the best troll jobs or ones that are not that far off. And it's just like, oh, I could see it, but that one, this is lucky. I saw it and I went, oh man, Josh McDaniels was fired. And then I moved along my day, and then I came back and I caught it, and luckily didn't make a whole big thing about it because it's part of that season. Could have been dangerous because, we, you know, we had a coaching change earlier. We had the Colts uh, make a change and they brought in Jeff Saturday with zero coaching experience, which almost could have been seen theoretically as parody, if you will, Jake, that uh, the Colts are going to enable a staff with what type of experience and what type of expectation are we going to have with uh, that, you know, that famous video of Peyton Manning saying, you know, get off and stop trying to make the damn calls or whatever he was actually saying, the actual words. He's like, I make the calls. That was a clip from Jeff Saturday and him. And now Jeff Saturday is making calls. Do you have trust that the Colts are going to be okay under Saturday? Mm, I don't have trust, but I actually, I've been saying this the entire time. I think this is, everybody wants to say Ursa is an idiot. I think this is sneakily smart by him. This is him being a shrewd owner and the fact that it's all upside for Ursay. He looks like an idiot now. Everybody's calling him an idiot. If Saturday fails, it's like, well, you hired an idiot to do this because he's got no experience and all that type of stuff. And then you get the top draft pick anyway, which is what you want. You want to tank without tanking. That's exactly what he's doing. The upside, on the other hand, is what if Saturday surprises us and he's a Mac McDaniel or he's a Brian Dable and he's a genius and all of a sudden like things look great for next year and then they hire him as the full-time coach. Ha ha, Ursay is like, I'm a genius. I tried to tell you. So there's no downside for him doing this. Yes, it's stupid. It's a dumb move. The first head coach of all time to never have college or NFL experience, but there's no downside for Ursay for what he wants out of this team. I've always believed with coaching that obviously you can have situations. I loosely say it like guys like Kyle Shanahan who are innovative thinkers and stuff like that. I mean, he still always thinks he's the smartest man in the room or whatever, but I also have always loved the idea of get a leader of men and then just get great mind coordinators around them. You don't need the head coach to be this innovative defensive or offensive coordinator. You need them to be a leader. And then let if you have immense coordinators, let those guys run that ship. That can be as successful as anything else. I assume that's very similar to like what Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is. You know, I don't think he's out there calling insane plays one way or the other. He's got great coordinators and he knows how to lead. Brandon, am I wrong? Well, maybe in New England, offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia or whatever they had. Remember, they were just basically doing like a a committee offensive coordinator show there. But typically they've had really good uh, coordinators. Uh, And I would say you look at their offense, by the way, and you don't go, wow, there's a great coordinator there in New England. (laughs) Like, what's the game plan? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw a five yard out to Jacoby Myers, run the ball. Right. Well, I, and I think there's nuance to it as well. Like Urban Meyer is a great leader of men in college, a god awful leader of men in the NFL. So, you know, there's there's a little bit more to it. But I, I get your point, and I think it's fair. Yeah, bad leader of marriage as well. So, uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer, fun guy. Uh, let's talk about 
the week that is. We got week 10 ahead of us. The Ranks article is out, Jake. Um, you know, I feel like I haven't checked in with you about this in a little bit. Has there been any chaos in the chat? One of the things, you know, I always plug, you guys should go and sign up at The Athletic if you're not already, and you should be checking out the article. But the second best, maybe the best to some, is the comment section. That's one of the greatest things that exists that Jake gets to undertake. Has there been any chaos in the comments lately? Guess to <laughs> like, oh, wait, I think this is like a blessing is the comment <laughs> section. It's kind <laughs> of a blessing, I guess, for me on the outside a little bit. So. No, there actually hasn't been any chaos this week because it was a simple food one. Uh, as you know, if you listen on Monday, I was under the weather. So I was like, I need a quick one that I don't have to think too hard about and try to rack the brain of ranking my top 10. So I just did football, food, game day stuff. And really, no, no major disagreements, just stuff like, hey, I would do this. Or then you get the occasional, here's five paragraphs of what I do on a Sunday or whatever. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I, as much as I, I get some of the snarkiness back at me, I have fun with that. The biggest problem I actually have are the ones that write like novels because like I'm trying to get through a 500 comments and I want to get to everybody. I don't have time to sit there for 10 minutes reading one person's history of their entire fantasy football team and food givings over the year. I've always so Jake, I had a question about the food thing. Like, would your list change <laughs> if you were at a bar ordering with people? Ooh, with people? Yeah. Like, a, well, that, yeah. The thing is, one that's kind of a classic is nachos. But if you're making that at home, then I'm guessing that like it doesn't have the like the the longevity of just putting on a table and sitting there. Kind of no, I actually, I, w- I don't even like nachos at a restaurant oh, okay. because they do. You can't usually get them with no beans. I mean, you can ask, but you, know, you still and them. They don't, don't do a very good job. No, beans are gross. Uh, so <laughs> disgusting. Most and refried is just somebody just chewed them up and spit them out on a plate for you. It's most oh nasty regurgitated God. stuff I've ever seen in my life. Willy uh, Wonka and now beans. What won't, <laughs> yeah. what won't you hate? so anyway at the restaurant they're also very stingy with like cheese and stuff like that they like when you go to chipotle you're like i want some extra cheese and they're like here's three extra like little grains of no i want extra cheese like it's not coming out of your pocket put some extra cheese on there i have like a congealed ball of like chips and cheese and sour cream in the middle and then all the everything around the outside is just yeah plain plain chips it's always been a problem it's always been a problem but you really know we're in a little economic crunch now whenever you order any type of nachos because the cheese is never adequate. <laughs> it is the worst. It actually almost makes me angry how much less you have because then you're like, okay, if I wanted a half order of nachos and then a half order of blank chips, I would have ordered that. You have to cover all of the chips. It, it might be well, one of the most frustrating things ever. Anywhere you go for nachos or anything that has queso, Always just get it on the side. You get more, and then you don't have to worry about the sogginess. So there you go. Okay. Well, okay. Life tips, too. So there you go. Uh, You guys can check that out. Jake's article over at The Athletic, which has got the Week 10 ranks. They're updated continuously. You can get in the comments. You can. My favorite is always, uh, would you this or this? And then Jake gets to go, well, check the ranks. Check the link. You you scrolled right past the answer. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, The better one actually is, what would you do? Jake answers and they go, well, why? <laughs> like, or they don't like the answer. Not liking the answer is the funniest. And uh, feel free to go and just. No, 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 that's not even my, my favorite is, would you really start 
blank over blank. Mm. (laughs) You should be like, no, actually, now I wouldn't. Now that you say what I really... Here's the secret leak to my real, real ranking. (laughs) My real ranking is where I don't try to screw everybody up. Yeah, you're like, you just opened up the secret room and the secret door. So now you have uh, unlocked the actual ranks, my friends. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And speaking of, we are going to unlock our week 10 ranks. We're going to go through them, Jake and Brandon style. And let's start with quarterback. Week 10 quarterbacks that we like more than anyone else. Is the is the grouping better this week? Are there better options? Jake, let's start with you. Who's a week 10 quarterback you like more than anyone else? No, my answer should tell you how disgusting this week is because my answer is Daniel Jones. And I can't believe we're going here because you know how much I dislike Daniel Jones as a real life quarterback and for this team going forward and how I've even said as a Giants fan, I'm I'm annoyed they're six and two. I wanted a new quarterback. That being said, he's running and he's running almost as much as Justin Fields. Like he's running, he's running. Terrible game before the bye. That was the first really bad game. Uh, But they even mentioned that uh, Mike, by the way, Mike Kafka, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league all of a sudden, just out of the blue, Granted, probably some of it comes from being underneath Brian Dable and his tutelage, but I mean, there's people that are like talking about Kafka's going to be one of the hottest names next year for hires, just like that. So they saw stuff during the bye, he said. He noticed some things that they can adjust coming out of the bye. So, you know, going against Houston, what do you do against Houston? Anything you want, but you especially run against them. They cannot stop any kind of run. So Saquon Barkley, obviously, is going to be terrific, but Daniel Jones could easily put up 50, 60 yards himself, and that might even be one drive. I love that one. That was something Bogman and I hit because Houston's giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. They're giving up the most yards by like 20 more yards than any other team, than the next team, I'm sorry. As far as running backs go, they don't really register as far as quarterbacks go because of the running backs. This is a sneaky week for Daniel Jones. And one I'm uh, waiting on is the Daniel Jones rushing yard prop to see what it comes in at. Because if it's around... 35, 36 or something like that. I think it's a, just an instant smack, uh, anything under 40, because I uh, I love your take on it. You can get a couple easy, cheap touchdowns. So as gross as, as it is to talk about, it's a pretty good matchup overall for him. And uh, I like that going deep. All right, uh, Brandon, who do you got? Week 10 quarterback. I have Jimmy G at nine. I think his ECR was 12 or 13. So I moved him up a bit above where his ECR is. I just look at him as a guy who's averaging 271-ish passing yards over the last four games, two touchdown passes in each of those games. I just think that's his kind of like 250 and two is pretty much a top 10 quarterback every week. In fact, you look at those numbers, he's finished eight, nine, nine, and 14 in the last four weeks and you go against the chargers 
he gets 250 and two, which I think he can, the Chargers give up the third most points per game. Jimmy G has a ton of great skill weapons now. I think 250 and two is just another top 10 finish for him. So, I, and I think that's very low hanging fruit for him at this point. Let me guys, let me ask you both this. Um, on the ECR, Jimmy Grappolo comes in at 11 now, and okay. Daniel Jones is at 12. But there's a guy down here a little bit below that I feel like we've talked a lot about this season, and it's just a nice matchup. Are there any thoughts on Trevor Lawrence going up against Kansas City and simply the thought of slanging that ball? Jake, can you get down with Trevor Lawrence at all? Uh, if you're getting down with Trevor Lawrence uh, for fantasy purposes, we mentioned the name before. He's turned into Ryan Tannehill. Like, you, you know, he's not throwing for 300 yards regularly. He's not throwing for three plus touchdowns regularly. Uh, rushing a little bit to open things up. He's kind of psycho, which I like. We we found that out last week. Telling the team like, "Hey, hit me! I love it. It makes me play better." Like that's kind of fun for Trevor Lawrence. But for fantasy purposes, he's still in the same. There's not big of a difference between him and Jimmy Garoppolo. And Funston just mentioned that Garoppolo has been better. So yeah, against Kansas City, sure. But I mean, Kansas City is hit or miss. I mean, Kansas City could be out to a twenty-one nothing jump, and then all of a sudden they're just sitting back. And you end up getting two interceptions and very poor passing day if it's a shootout. But I think that I think if things are going to go right for Jacksonville, it's going to be a lot of ETN. Brandon, um, when I'm looking here with Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City is giving up the most passing touchdowns to quarterbacks, at least the average. It's close to the next couple, but 2.1 to two uh, is versus Pittsburgh. They're giving up 270 plus yards passing. They're a top 10 most points given up to quarterbacks as far as fantasy goes overall. So does Trevor Lawrence sniff that range of Daniel Jones and Garoppolo to you guys? Uh, yeah, I moved him up from his ECR, you know, because you go in and you just, you know, you go with the consensus and you start making your moves based off that baseline. I moved him up, but I think the thing with, that I have in the back of my head with Trevor Lawrence is when we, like just the eye test, I've seen enough bad stuff. I can't erase it from a memory or or there's a Houston game where you just don't get a whole lot out of him when you expect to like I just feel like he's been a hard quarterback this year to kind of really really like feel like you have a good grasp of what you're going to get from him it's it's he's a little bit random sometimes random when you expect him to zig and he zags um and so I, I you know I like him better than usual I just don't have him in my top 12 this week like you like I can't unsee him Um, week 10 quarterbacks that you like more paired with a RB dart throw. So week 10, Brandon, we'll start with you, your start. It's a RB, uh, that you like more than anyone else and your dart throw as far as running back goes. Yeah. I'm just going to continue to hat tip you on Jeff Wilson. Like, I just think, you you know, you, you had brought up the fact that don't be surprised if we see a lot of Jeff Wilson. Well, we saw actually more of Jeff Wilson than Raheem Mostert by one snap in Jeff Wilson's first game. So 28 to 27. I think that's the trend that just continues. And if you kind of think back on it, Raheem Mostert was never really the starter in San Francisco. Anyways, he was always like the glorified backup, like the guy they brought in. So I, I just think that we, we're going to have to new lens this Miami backfield that Jeff Wilson's the lead. Raheem Mostert is the glorified backup here. But either way, I like the matchup, and I have Jeff Wilson in my back end RB2, so I moved him up a bit. And then I would say – in terms of a dart throw, I was, I'll say Jarek McKinnon. I was going to say Isaiah Pacheco, but, man, you just can't ignore how much more Jarek McKinnon's on the field than the other guys. And if you look at Jacksonville, most running back catches and most or second most 
running back receiving yards allowed. So Jarek McKinnon's been kind of Naheem Hines-ish the last four weeks. I could see that continuing and for him to return flex value. I completely agree with that one. I had the same thing on ITL. I said about McKinnon over over 50 yards, uh, uh, receiving yards to running backs, Jacksonville is giving up. And um, McKinnon, I, th- I believe, got over 60% of the snaps last week, even though they had like over 100 plays or whatever it was. Uh, McKinnon, McKinnon just is a sneaky, sneaky little play this week against Jacksonville. So I like that. Jake, your uh, RB play of the week with a RB dart throw. Uh, RB play. Maybe this is digging a little bit deeper. We're at that point of the year, but the split backfield for the Buccaneers uh, lean towards Rashad White, especially if they're going to keep increasing the snap count more so in the passing game. Uh, mainly because if you look at the Seahawks matchup, uh, we've kind of touched on this a few weeks now, but they're sneakily good against the passing game receivers, ones and twos, but they're very susceptible to the passing game for running backs, which we saw Austin Eckler destroy them. Alvin Kamara had a big game. You go all the way back to week one, Javante Williams caught 11 of 12. And then James Conner's first game back last week, five of five, only 19 yards, but caught all five passes, did some work in the passing game. So if they're going to start playing this 50-50 split, I'll take the risk on Rashad White for the upside if the Buccaneers are trying to get things right and get like kind of get some type of semblance back to this offense. And I I just sneaky suspicion that Tom Brady feels a little angry right now and gets finally the second game this year with more than one touchdown. He's only got one so far. And maybe hopefully it can come from Rashad White. And then my Hail Mary, same game, but I'm going with Pacheco. And the only reason I'm going with Pacheco is it's not that I dislike Jarek McKinnon. It's just the same reason we were going with James Cook before the trade of Naeem Hines. Is it if there's going to be a blowout, that's the only role. we Like, McKinnon we know is going to get the most snaps. We know Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to get mixed in and maybe a touchdown. And we know Pacheco's used run game, and then especially when they're up. So if Kansas City blows out Jacksonville, which is very possible, that's where I'm hoping that Pacheco maybe, maybe sneaks one into the end zone. Kind of what Kenneth Gainwell last week, called Kenneth Gainwell last week. It's a very similar situation. Okay, so I got a, a couple follow-up things I want to do with running backs. Rashad White, real quick. I think it's really fascinating that we're at this space, and and I like that you picked him. Do you think this is that demise? And I might be saying the obvious here. Do you think this is kind of the the, the downfall of Leonard Fournette that we're in for right now as no, Rashad I White it, comes up? I think we're in the downfall that he's not the lead anymore, like full blownly, like he's not bell cow anymore. I think we're just looking more of now a sixty forty split. That's what I think we're looking for. Brandon, do you agree on that? Because I th- I think a lot of people are having a difficult time figuring out how we value and how we even roster, I don't want to say roster, but start Leonard Fournette right now as this is starting to turn a little bit. Well, I think the thing here is I think we're going to go back to the offensive line. This is not that much different than Pittsburgh where people are saying, oh, we're going to see Jalen Warren, you know, start to infringe on Najee Harris's. Why? Because there's been underperformance. But I think it just comes back to the offensive line and state of the offense. Like Rashad White hasn't just been like, in his opportunities, just so much better than Leonard Fournette. Like he's had some difficulties as well. It's just getting some more and more touches. Same with Jalen Warren. What 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 could happen, which would be awful for everybody involved, is this it becomes like a platoon and, and you're splitting a crappy backfield situation, you know, in half. Um, but I don't think that we're gonna see Rashad White just put Leonard Fournette in the rearview mirror. I don't at all. No, that's a it's it you said crappy. I think it's crappy cowboys. That's what it is. I think that's what we're looking at. Okay, crappy so cowboys. now let's yeah. take uh, crappier Cowboys and let's talk about a running back situation that we don't we haven't uh, touched on here yet. 
Pittsburgh Steelers because they are almost in an identical-ish situation, or at least it is rumored right now. Did uh, I just coming say that? Off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming off the bye is that Jalen Warren apparently is going to get more run than Najee Harris. That is the rumored thing right now. So, Brandon, let's start with you. I want to get your take that Najee Harris is going to take a step back. This is going to be a 50-50. This is going to be an all going on Warren. We talked a lot about preemptively picking up Warren, but I want to get your take on this Pittsburgh Steelers situation, which is probably a step down of crappier, you know, down from Cowboys, down to the Bucks, down or down to here. So what do you think? Well, the only reason you would really do that is because if Najee Harris truly isn't healthy because Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers truly believe they have no chance to really make a, you know, contention in the AFC and they should believe that. They don't really, you know. And it makes a lot of sense, but like the future of this backfield is not Jalen Warren and if Pittsburgh, you know, is going to do this, it's to take some mileage off of Najee Harris this year when it doesn't really matter and make sure that you are full guns ablazing for next year. So um, I could see it happening for that reason. I don't know that we're again. I, I don't know that we're going to completely put Najee in the rearview mirror. Jake, if you had to start one this week, Jalen Warren or Najee Harris off the bye? Uh, still Najee Harris until I say it, but it's close. I, I don't have Najee Harris inside of top twenty-five running backs, but and I don't have Warren too far behind him. But I don't think that Warren's magically fixing the run game. Like it, it's just interesting. We sit here uh, and this kind of alludes to the point Fosdem is making is that. You know, Rashad White. Oh, things are going to be better if they would just use Rashad White. Would it be? Like, question. Like, it would be better if they would just turn to this person. It would be better if they just turned to this person. Like, would it be? Like, we sit here and we see Jalen Warren have burst, and he looks good. But what if he has the ball 20 times a game, and you know, there's a lot of plays where similar to Najee Harris, because part of it is they're not using Harris as much in the passing game as they used to, which kind of tells the defense a little bit that he had one more person into the box, which, again, you get eight defenders in a box. Emory Hunt has brought this up for years. It's sometimes good for the running back because you make one person miss and you're gone. The problem is the offensive line isn't giving Harris that benefit of the doubt. And then on top of it, his burst looks like it, Najee Harris looks like the list. Frank is still bothering him. He doesn't look explosive. Not that he was the most explosive player in the game, but I'm saying is like, it's not like Jalen Warren is going to come in and be Christian McCaffrey. Like everybody's just like, Oh, it's gonna be so much better. I think you get one more week of Najee Harris being the lead to see if like Antonio Gibson last year, the extended by, just kind of lets him heal up. And if he doesn't look good, maybe they say, you know what? Stop screwing around, save him for next year and give Warren run. But I wouldn't put Warren above him until next, until we see it this week. It's called the backup quarterback syndrome. Uh, everybody behind the guy is always going to be better and brighter. And grass, the is, grass greener. is always greener. Exactly. So uh, it, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch. If you had to bet on the other running back to succeed, Rashad White or Jalen Warren, which one would be your choice, Jake? Rashad White. Okay. And, uh, I, like, yeah, we've seen him in a, a, just a player talent of what we know or assume, I should say, because things always change. It's, it's Rashad White, talent-wise, in my opinion. Talent-wise, absolutely, Rashad White. I think uh, context of the offense, it's not great in Tampa, but I think it's better than it is in Pittsburgh for a backfield guy. And if Rashad White gets more run, we know Tom Brady is apt to – give Rashad white, like a six, seven catch game. Like that's just in the, that's just in the cards. So um, yeah, for me, it's Rashad white as well. Forks up, forks up ASU. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Week 10 wide receivers. It's a guy we like more than anybody else for a start and then we are going to dart it and we will start with Jake. Yeah, I'm going to go after Josh Palmer and how amazing that was. Let's stick with him his teammate. DeAndre Carter, who had a decent game, but I think you just start using him until we see Keenan Allen and Mike Williams get back, uh, mostly for him, Keenan Allen, because that was the point that I brought up last week is that Josh Palmer is the Mike Williams replacement. DeAndre Carter is the Keenan Allen replacement. It doesn't seem like he's going to play. The interesting thing here is I think most people see the matchup and get worried because it's, oh my God, it's the 49ers. But not so fast, my friend, as they would say on Saturday mornings, is the 49ers are actually at the top of the league in 20 plus yard receptions given up. They give up big plays, and that's where DeAndre Carter can make some noise. DeAndre Carter is actually 10.4 air yards per target over the past two seasons, and 21% of his receptions go for 20-plus yards the past two years despite playing at the slot. He's a big play guy waiting to happen. So I think that most people will see the matchup shy away, and I'm saying don't shy away. You can play DeAndre Carter. Uh, the Hail Mary, that it's as fun to know because he edited it, I was like, Donovan Peoples-Jones, like, they're going against Miami. This is supposed to be a shootout. Everybody's on the shootout, and Mari Cooper facing man coverage. Donovan Peoples-Jones does well against it. The interesting thing is they've played five at home, three on the road. Donovan Peoples-Jones' numbers are almost identical because he's been doing better on the road. It's anomalous. It's a small sample. I'm not putting too much weight into that, but this matchup where it's been hit or miss trying to find a game where you can use Peoples-Jones, I think, playing against Miami – that's that's when you get Peoples Jones in your lineup. You hope that this is the week. This is a uh, if there is no Josh Allen, I'd play Peoples Jones over Gabriel Davis in the same scenario. Similar players, upside ceilings. I really like that DPJ call. I think that's a great, great dart throw. Uh, Brandon, same thing. You got your start and you've got your dart throw. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh twofer here. I'm just going to stay on the same team for both of these. I'll go with usually this is uh, Jake's guy, Deontay Johnson. Um, Look at Deontay. Wait, Faustin, I was just told on Twitter yesterday I'm the only person left with the flag for Deontay Johnson. Hey, you can't do this. <laughs> only you. <laughs> no, I, I talked myself into it. Uh, 
the reasoning being, uh, first of all, bye week coming off a bye, you get a rookie quarterback, it gets some time to kind of like just press the pause button and, and take a breath. And you get Chase Claypool gone. We haven't seen this Pittsburgh offense without Chase Claypool, but he was pulling in over six targets per game. So Deontay Johnson volume's not the issue. He's actually only has six fewer targets than Stephon Diggs. He's he's had a ton of targets. So a little bit of extra work during the buy, a little bit of you know more potentially more volume with Chase Claypool gone against the Saints. No Marshawn Latimer. They haven't been great against uh, wide receivers. If you watch the Monday night game, Lamar Jackson left all kinds of points uh, on the table because he was overthrowing guys left and right. But um, there's opportunities there. And I'll say the same thing for George Pickens, who um, had a zero going into the bye. So for that reason, I call him a Hail Mary. He's not truly a Hail Mary, but some people might be a little bit hesitant to throw him back out there after that one. But again, for all the same reasons that I like Deontay Johnson, I like George Pickens. And we got to remember Pickens, three of the five games before the bye, he was in double figures and half PPR. So, so you has, might, you might take my trade in flex then maybe. Oh, are you offering? <laughs> Let's trade. Let's, I get have a tra- a tra- Let's get a trade offer here. <laughs> I need a ready. By the way. So earlier this year, uh, I tried to get Gabriel Davis from Funston with Antonio Gibson. And now he has Antonio Gibson. I don't remember how that happened. I don't know if I had to do a <laughs> roster crunch. I know. I was like, wait a second. Cause I saw the previous trade offer and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Anyway. So I'm trying to get Gibson and Davis and you're th- for everybody that I knows I'm offering the three for the two. So I know I'm getting the better players, but Funston has what four wide receivers and one of them's hurt. Like you have, no wide receivers yeah, on this team. Okay. I'll have so, to, it'll be an after it's, after the it's, show. It's, it's 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 also going to depend on your opinion of Tony. It's Pickens, Pierce, and Tony. That's why. Which Pierce? Pickens, Alec, he, Alec Pierce, and Kadarius Tony. Ugh. For for Gibson and and uh, Gabriel Davis. That's a tough trade. That's yeah. A tough I'm, not, trade. I'm not pulling that one. I, just, I don't hear Naheem Hines. If you had why Naheem are you Hines, so high on Gabriel Davis? It. Well, I actually think like if. I, I think that I'm giving up the two best players in that deal. I'm not sure. That I just I, said that. I agree. I like, but I was giving you the depth. I, I don't disagree that you're, well, no, wait, two best. No, I, I would take Pickens over Gibson. See, That's pretty close. I think See that, that I, I agree with. And I think you said it earlier. There is a gun shyness, I think coming off of the zero and the bye week of George Pickens, because I have George Pickens in like all of my leagues. And it was one of those things where I was reinstalling him into my lineup and you're kind of like, all right, do I want to put him over this? And when you really think about it, it's like Pickens was at Ola- almost Olave level. So he was he and he and this probably, way, like, and I'm not, and I'm not coming for Funston on this, like for everybody on this. Like I took Davis because I was taking Davis as your lowest wide receiver. I have a glut and I'm I guess like I'm still in this like branch by myself. Like I, I feel like everybody's overvaluing Davis. Davis is just the Sean Jackson thousand yards, three great games, three terrible games, a bunch in the middle. And people are still, I'm not, I'm not saying again, I'm not coming for Funston with this. I'm just saying in trades, people still treat Gabriel Davis as like this top 15, 18 wide receiver. Because I think it's that Will Fuller effect where they're like, well, I haven't gotten my big, I got my one yeah. big game. I haven't gotten my other. He two can reel off three straight get. games of like yeah. 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He still Wide has that upside. terrible this year. Like I do the rest of the season rankings. It is. There, are, there are weeks if I if I if I'm ranking every other week, there are weeks when I'm moving wide receivers massively because you know two good weeks is such a value right now compared to what's out there. I mean, it's just it's just like Juju Smith Schuster just cranked him up in the rankings this week. I'm like, God, dude, this is a guy I had like right around 30 most of the year. Now he's inside my top 20. I'm like, 
It's I got that cool. one right this year, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Wide receivers might have been having us think uh, twice a little bit, but what else? Brandon, week 10, what, who, nice what transition. thing has you thinking twice? <laughs> um, I put down all things Green Bay just because it's uh, Dallas this week. It's Aaron Jones banged up. It's Romeo Dobbs out. It's just Alan Lazard's kind of like the the lone sort of – uh, lighthouse there among wide receivers. I think he's going to have a lot of focus on him. I, I just, I worried about Green Bay players across the board. And this one, AJ Dillon, we we talked about him earlier this week or last week about how lame he's been production wise for a while. So I added Indy there as well because you got Jeff Saturday, you got Jonathan Taylor banged up, you got Deion Jackson banged up, you got Sam, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger um, you know, drawing the drawing a, the short straw from uh, the man above just with talent. You know, so. The man above. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those two teams, like, I'm just leery about all things uh, Colts and Green Bay this week. I a, where you went with Sam Ellinger, I wasn't expecting, so that got me pretty good. That was, <laughs> I was like, wow, where, where are we going? Oh, it was from God. I got you. All right, that's Sam Ellinger. <laughs> it was not from God. It was, the, short the God. Yeah, the godless quarterback. All right, uh, Jake. What's got you thinking twice in week 10? Uh, Broncos running backs. So three of them. <laughs> Nothing to do here. Chase Edmonds now makes this a complete mess. Unless we wake up Sunday, but I don't know. They're the four o'clock, are they? Or they're the early slate this week, aren't they? Yeah, because they're at Tennessee. Unless we get the pregame and all of a sudden it's like, hey, surprise, Melvin Gordon's inactive. Or surprise, Latavius Murray's inactive. And it's down to two. Okay, maybe. But even then, when it's only been two, this offense is so broken that even the two splitting haven't been what they were last year. It's been gro- ever since Javante Williams went down. This has been a disgusting backfield and it actually was disgusting outside of Javante Williams. It's just him. So I really want nothing to do with it. You add a third piece. Nope. Maybe somebody uh, asked me like, what you have no hope for chase. Emmons? like, why is he going to get 70% of the workload? Like, no, I want nothing to do with this backfield. When it was him and Raheem Mostert, it wasn't him. He no, was not him. He was terrible. Was, yeah, Let me ask forward. you, would you rather have the combined fantasy point? totals of denver backfield or kansas city's backfield this week kansas city uh yeah kansas city and i thought you were gonna say the rams i'm like that's not even close <laughs> i thought you're gonna throw them into the equation <laughs> who else is a three uh buffalo buffalo has three guys i guess they're... i think buffalo is sneakily disgusting all of a sudden if they want to be, if they want to be sneaky, disgusting, they can be uh, just well, they want to be what with Josh Allen banged up. I actually think this could be that kind of sneaky week if we get Naheem Hines actually knowing. Uh, oh, no, because you know, Case Keenum doesn't know how to throw it short. Naheem Hines isn't going to say anything. He's going to get every single throw for Case Keenum's going to be 50 yards downfield. That's why you want to hold on to Gabriel Davis. I switched it to Jacoby Myers, by the way, for you, since you already poo pooed that. The, that switch what to Jacoby Myers. Oh, for the trade. You're saying the, the trade? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. We'll do this live on the show for everybody. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> trying to make trying to make a trade. Oh, you're talking to me, Raheem Moser, yeah. after I talked him down. Uh no, oh, no, you- no. You switch Jacob I switched Gabriel Davis to Jacoby Myers. Also because my trade doesn't help you because you have two wide receivers on a buy. That was the whole thing. And then I realized I was asking for one your only one of your I, you only have yeah. two act go check your team, Funston. You only have two <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> I, I, think getting, don't worry. I think getting Pickens, you know, I got to tell you, if you took out Gabe Davis now and you are getting Pickens, this is a pretty good trade. This sounds like a run the trade by me one more time. Now it's Antonio Gibson and Jacoby Myers for Pickens, Pierce and Tony. Pickens, Pierce and Tony. Yeah, I mean, the other two wide receivers don't do a lot except give depth. And that seems like that is a problem. And what uh, else do you have at wide receiver besides? 
guys you aren't getting for what you have. Because <laughs> it's Cup, Cooper, and Higgins. Yeah, those, no, those are going to go. Uh, interesting stuff. Well, we're going to have to come back and see if that trade ended up happening. But uh, final one here. How tight can you make your end, Jake? Oh, that, no. This, speaking of Funston taking everything, he took the only two options here. So he go ahead, put Funston. Two, I did put two <laughs> I options. Just two, yeah, uh, you can take one of them. T- take, take your choice, and I'll do the other no, one. No, no, no. This is my gift. This is my sugar on the top of the trade, so you can take it. There you go. You oh, can yeah, take this both. Is the sweetener. Yeah, <laughs> okay. there we go. Well, you get the let, me, one. let me throw in five dollars of fab too. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take Kate Otten since uh, it is against my Seahawks, and we we know how uh, you know how generous they've been to the tight end position. Kate Otten from the University of Washington obviously scored the big touchdown at the very end of the game last week to win it for the Bucks, but. Been good. Other than like, uh, I think he's had one bad game, you know, in the last month or so. Um, Cameron Bray might be back, but I just think Kate Otten's kind of earned his way into probably the lead role. That's good enough against the Seahawks for me to uh, tighten my end. You know, that's that'll do it for me. <laughs> just getting to hear you say that is it's worth it's worth everything. I'll make this trade happen. So, Jake, you get the other guy. Oh, this, you still left one for me. So yeah, uh, there you go. the sneak, the, the thing is, is actually it's a sneaky bad matchup for Cole Komet against Detroit. Detroit's been stingy against tight ends, but they, you look at it, it hasn't faced a hellish slate of tight ends going against them. But if you're going to let Justin Fields throw, which they've done, uh, they've actually basically doubled his opportunities in the passing game. And you got the opportunity, which we saw in the first game with Clay, Chase Claypool taking more shots downfield with Donald Mooney, which opened things up. I think that's what kind of got missed here. Everybody's like, oh, he was already taking shots to Chase Claypool. And they're right. They, they like Chase Claypool is intriguing. He might have more value than Mooney going forward. But when you add that second wide receiver and you have somebody like Cole Komet, you can open things up further downfield, which softens the interior of the defense. And I think that's why Cole Komet's going to be a strong play. This is the Cole Komet we hoped we were getting this year. This is now we're going to get going forward. I think there's a good chance Cole Komet's a top 10 tight end the rest of the way. If you guys are looking for updated ranks up to the minute, make sure you guys are uh, checking out Jake Seeley on Twitter, all in kid. And he has the article that's linked there. You can go and check it out, read through it, get through the whole thing. And it's also also sorted. I've noticed by the half PPR and full and everything like that. So you can uh, just do, just do the whole thing, go through and check through. So you don't have any start and sit issues. You can follow Brandon Funson at Brandon Funson and myself at is it the Welsh That is all that we have for you today. We will have everything breaking down the games and hopefully a Funston and Sealy trade in the next episode. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Until then, friends, we'll talk to you right after week 10. Bye-bye.